Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. And we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals. We're all about sharing the secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their uplifting stories and practical advice right here. Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co and keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello and welcome to this week's mini Future Proof Me episode in honour of International Women's Day. It is indeed. And I have to say, I think this year's International Women's Day just feels different to me and I find it quite exciting. Oh yeah, why's that? Well, as you know, here in Australia, news coverage about sexual violence, harassment and consent is at fever pitch in the media right now due to alleged crimes in our federal parliament. And when you think about this coming out hot on the heels of the blossoming of the Me Too movement and also the changes being created due to the pandemic, I really feel like we have a moment to help shift the course of history for women for the better. Yeah, I know what you mean and I agree. You used that phrase the other day that this time feels like a liminal moment. Mm. And I think that's a phrase we learned from our guest, Lindley Edwards. And it means a time of transitional change. You know, and that also means it's a great opportunity as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And with all the heartbreaking stories we've heard in the past year or so, we really owe it to all those women to help make sure we don't waste this opportunity. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, there's so much room for improvement. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we're going to cover today. Yeah, good idea. Well, first, we'll remind ourselves about why we still need International Women's Day and why we still have to push to have our voices be heard. Then we'll specifically explore how each of us can use our voice in the workplace, particularly when we think we see bias in action. And finally, we'll touch on what you and I are doing next week, given the steaming cauldron that is Australian politics right now, (laughs) at least when it comes to the treatment of women. Yes, indeed. All right, so let's dive in. Well, you know, why do we still need to keep gender equality on the radar and have an International Women's Day? Well, firstly, on a global scale, the World Economic Forum Global Gender Index shows it's going to take basically another 100 years to reach gender equality throughout the world. 100 years to get employment and economic opportunity equal, to equalize access to education and health, and the level of power in politics. A hundred years to equality. That's crazy, isn't it? It sure is, especially when you think of all the efforts that have come before us. And of course, whether it's Australia, Singapore, America, or nearly everywhere, we know there's a pay gap for working women in most countries. 
And, I, you know, I was shocked by a recent survey here in Sydney, which showed only half of the women they surveyed were working. And almost half of those earned less than $34,000. Now, the Bureau of Statistics shows that the average salary for men and women in Australia is 76000 Wow. So that's half that those women were earning. It's really startling statistic, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other area that makes gender equality more pressing to me is the toll the pandemic has taken on women's employment. You know, we know that women have lost more jobs during COVID. And a think tank here called the Grattan Institute has called the pandemic a triple whammy because not only did women lose more jobs than men in the pandemic, but their unpaid responsibilities typically at home, such as caring for kids or homeschooling, increased. And then the third whammy was that women have been less eligible for emergency government financial support. Yeah, and I'm sure to varying degrees that that scenario has been repeated in most countries around the world. You know, it's really sobering. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we could share statistics all day, but suffice to say that progress for equality has slowed in some countries. Certainly here in Australia, the number of female CEOs of major listed companies has fallen, not increased in the past few years. Yeah, but as we said at the outset... I do think we're witnessing a time where across the world, women are starting to say enough, enough of the bias, enough of the harassment and sexual assaults and enough victim blaming. And so I do feel that there's sort of positivity ahead. Yeah, for sure. Now, when we were thinking about how this mini episode could be useful, we decided that the most valuable thing we could share was to explore how to call out and handle gender bias or discriminating bias of any type for that matter when you see it at work. Yeah, and that's not an easy thing, is it? No. You know, if you're experiencing bias yourself or if you're witnessing it directed at someone else, there's always a fear that saying something will hurt you more. Yeah, and I totally get that. And I guess what we counsel here is that you have to make your own decisions and judgments. You know, use your intuition and seek advice from a trusted peer or friend who knows the environment you work in as well, if you think that can help. Yep, totally agree. And you know, it makes me think of the advice the fabulous NASA executive Trudy Cortez shared with us. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Actually, she, by the way, she's had a big promotion since she was on the podcast, which is completely fantastic. Yeah, go, Trudy. Absolutely. Now, Trudy spent her whole career in a male-dominated environment, and this is what she has to say about calling out bias when you experience it. It's challenging for sure. I have just found that using my voice to raise awareness for those challenges that when they come up, difficult things is always the best way to go. Because I really believe that sometimes things happen that you might not like, but if you bring it up in a respectful way, oftentimes the issue is there was just a serious lack of awareness of how things were perceived. You know, something might've happened to you thought, oh, that was not okay. And you address it with the person And usually it's a lack of awareness that led to that situation. And I think the more of us that raise our voices about those types of things, the more that that is going to shift. If we stay silent about it, it will not shift. I think that is so important. And yet it is quite hard to do and takes courage. What's your practical advice? Do you do it in the moment, sort of in the same meeting if you've seen something? Or do you then find a moment shortly after where you can get that person quietly one-on-one Yeah, I think really in especially a sensitive situation, 
it's really just best to wait until to do it in a timely way, but wait till a one-on-one situation. This goes back to great bosses I had early on in my career that you praise in public, but then you talk through those types of things in private. And I also think that it can diffuse the situation a little bit. If you bring it up in public, it just can be really embarrassing for the individual. I just don't think that's really the right route to go. And I think it means more to have a one-on-one conversation about that. And I've had to do that from time to time. And it's usually very effective. And really, I find that if I'm my authentic self and saying, hey, this is what happened and, and this is how it made me feel, it gets that person's attention. And then it starts a very real, genuine conversation. And then they become more sensitive to whatever that, that issue might have been. It's such a great and true saying, isn't it? Praise in public and give feedback in private. Yeah, absolutely. Mind you, there is one scenario where I think it is important to speak out in the moment in a meeting situation. Oh yeah, what's that? Well, it's when you see a woman in a meeting being repeatedly interrupted because we know from the research that women are interrupted way more than men. And then recent research about virtual team and Zoom calls in the US showed that almost half of US women business leaders surveyed said it was difficult for women to speak up in virtual meetings, and 20% of them said they felt they'd been ignored on those calls. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't get better necessarily even when you're virtual. So particularly if you've called a meeting, but also even if you're just participating as a participant in a meeting, you know, I think the best thing men or women can do is to say in the moment, please let her finish if you see someone being interrupted or point out that someone is trying to say something if they haven't yet been able to get a word in. Right. Yeah. And if you're the one being interrupted, I think it's good to respectfully say, please let me finish. And keep saying it until you can finish. Now, clearly this isn't always possible depending on the culture of where you work. And so we say again, use your intuition and ask someone you trust for advice in your own situation as well. Yeah, exactly. And if someone has spoken for you saying, hey, let her finish, then you don't need to say, you know, please let me finish, obviously. You know, I really think that now is the time to speak out and support women in the workplace when we see bias happening. There's a phrase doing the rounds at the moment about hearing women roar because they're so angry. And I think that's right. You know, I sense a lot of collective frustration and anger at how women are being treated. That's out there, don't you? Absolutely. And speaking of roaring, that leads us to what we're doing about this next week, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. We love the idea. Started only a few weeks ago in anger and frustration at sexual violence against women in the Australian Parliament of a March for Justice next Monday, the 15th of March. And apologies if you're listening to this episode later than that date or in a different country. Yeah, for sure. Now, the idea came from a tweet by a lady called Janine Hendry, and it's really taken off. And she says, you know, if this protest results in 10 to 20% of Australians becoming consciously aware they need to call out sexist and unequal behavior locally, then that will be a good beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So with other organizers who've come on board, they're hoping to have about 15,000 women march peacefully in Canberra at the National Australian Parliament there. 
as well as have women march in different cities all around the country as well. Yeah, and if you're interested in joining in somewhere, check out their website, marchforjustice.com.au, and the four there is the number four, but we'll put that all on the show notes. You know, they're all about achieving equality and justice. Yeah, and let us know on social media if you plan to be there. We might see you. I think this really is a case of people power being important, don't you? Yeah, I agree. You know, and like they say, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. And I take that to mean, and I'd be interested in your thoughts, you know, that if I walk past bias or injustice, then I'm as good as accepting one, that that's okay, and two, that that can happen to me as well, and that my inaction endorses the behavior. Is that how you interpret that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's this mini episode done and dusted. See you next week where we'll bring you the lowdown on burnout and how to prevent or recover from it. We certainly will. And a quick request from us. If you're enjoying our podcast and picking up some helpful advice along the way, then please review our show on your favorite podcast platform. It really would mean a lot to us. And in the meantime, have a great week. Take care and be kind to yourself. See you then. Ciao for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 